welcome back to episode 34 we said it was wasn't it yep yeah. 34 all right so we're fresh off the presses from uh dara's first part of the competition i participated in the squats only uh so basically long story short we did well dara did the part of the competition for i suppose the sake of sika in some ways yeah. it was more of um to validate some of the stuff we think about part of thing and the programming but also it puts a little bit more weight behind our words when we do talk about part of thing because you kind of have to practice what you preach in a lot of ways and while yeah. squatting benching and deadlifting and training is one thing as we learned today and as as we knew anyway as we had a very strong suspicion doing things in competition are always different the dynamics change an awful lot when you yeah. do things in competition so when you move from training to competition it's very good we learned some things today that were very useful yeah like even like so there's obviously dare layering differences in terms of like how you might taper or yeah um how you prepare for the meat itself but like tiny little things that you'd never really take into account like how fatiguing it is to be in a very very loud room for four or five hours you know so like i think then when when we're coaching athletes who are approaching competition uh we can just kind of speak with a small bit more experience bit of weight behind yeah yeah so obviously we know our theories are both practically very sound yeah and at this stage now we've had a lot of people do the powerlifting yeah so we knew the it anyway lifting. but it's important to experience competition because it's it's a totally different dynamic and Dara did for a man who was training irregularly yeah while finishing his masters he did quite a good performance I'm happy out yeah like when we say he trained for powerlifting, he just did less weightlifting and more powerlifting yeah. training. I just didn't really do weightlifting since we came back from Qatar, maybe. Yeah. Did a small bit in August. Uh, so kind of August, September, October, November, and then December. Doing so four and a bit months. Like doing well in the competition wasn't really the goal. It was just doing the no. competition was the was the main part to see what happens, see what goes on, see how it feels to do nine lifts in the competition. Yeah. And job done really job done yeah uh will you do another one i don't think so maybe like any two or three years i definitely won't ever do one ever uh, again very I'm, very fatiguing i didn't even want to finish the one i did so <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's just not for me yeah i don't think if people ask me sometimes like will i do part of thing after and i used to say like say when i'm like 35 or 6 or something yeah and the answer is firmly no yeah, yeah i don't yeah. think i just will just not in any way an enjoyable experience it did not arouse me in any <laughs> mental or physical fashion yeah like it just didn't take the bucket it's a little bit boring and that and not not that weightlifting isn't boring no jesus no weightlifting is very boring as well before, <laughs> before any powerlifter thinks i'm uh, yeah I'm talking schmack about powerlifting i'm talking about schmack about both all. like they're both boring sports to watch really unless it's yeah. the absolute creme de la creme yeah and even then it's jam like to the jam. it's only entertaining because of the extreme weights and you know how extreme the weights are in powerlifting yeah yeah uh so do you have a bit of background yeah what are you going for background training or the actual camp training yeah uh <laughs> we've had a lot of caffeine as well uh okay. so some of this might sound like it's being sped up uh so i'm gonna have to train later again since kind of august yeah uh i've gone up to like maybe 110 111 kilos body weight you don't look like you did last time you're 110 no and that's compliment this time you yeah. look slimmer <laughs> more athletic Ooh, uh, so basically son. what i've been doing is i ran 
the actual Seek Your Strength Road to Anywhere squat program in August mm-hmm. uh, and squatted 2.30 back then with kind of like wraps on or like double bandages wraps basically. Couldn't use wraps today, could we? No. Uh, so I was kind of happy that I'd like reached a high level of uh, of squatting strength before I went in. And then I basically started benching a lot more. I didn't deadlift at all, really. Uh, I think the same all. week, the same week I squatted two thirty, I pulled two fifty, uh, just normal conventional deadlift with straps. So there's I a lot of things you could have done different. Yeah, yeah, there is. But like also, realistically, AKA, right? In the last, yeah, correctly. <laughs> yeah. In the last like four months of my masters, I was not going to be yeah. uh, going like really, really ham and potatoes at my training. So gained a little bit of body size. Uh, which I think helped with the squat a lot. Mm, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Uh, and then today I did 230 in the squat, benched 127 and a half, and then deadlifted 245, which is, like I'm very, very happy with. I benched 140 a few years ago, maybe two years ago now. No, it was last year, say, was it? No, it's a bit longer, maybe a year and a half ago. Uh, I benched 140 basically by accident. Yeah. I was doing loads and loads of volume of benching. Uh, and just pressed it very, very ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, no technical prowess at all. Your bench improved the most. Yeah, my bench in terms of how it looked and how it moved definitely did improve a lot. Uh, I probably could have done one thirty-five today, but I was being a bit of an idiot. <laughs> did you get any? You know, did you get any fucking yeah from the camp? Like, did you? Uh, like, were you pumped? Yeah, like, was this ra- not an artificial pump? Like, to, I got to lift this weight. Was there any kind of, like... No. I like this feeling. Like what you were talking about earlier, like arousal. Yeah. No. Uh, it was strange. I was So my preparation yesterday wasn't ideal. Yeah. Uh, I left Cork at maybe 20 to 12. Yeah, I'd say about that. Uh, and drove up here, which is like a two-hour drive. Uh, slept for a few hours and then lifted. But I was talking yesterday and I was like... Someone asked me if I was excited or nervous about today. And it's just like, neither. I've done so many, like, I've done a lot of weightlifting competitions, played sport since I was four. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just didn't really, like, there was was nothing on the line, you know. I was going to a competition in, like, my friend's gym, doing a sport that I'm not known to do. Uh, If I did terribly, everybody's going to be like, ha, ha, ha look at the shit weightlifter yeah, yeah. Uh, and then if I do good everyone's gonna be like ah it's, it's weightlifter like yeah yeah so uh, <clears throat> but I really really enjoyed it stark contrast to how weightlifting competitions are run I think that's across the board as well like just in general yeah the it's, level of organisation it's not in just comparison to Irish competitions it just seems an inter- it's just an overall thing yeah like I couldn't speak highly enough about Arthur and the lads like Arthur and Garben obviously uh, were over the whole competition. I think it might have been Arthur was over the whole thing. I don't think Garvin did. Uh, it was in Gar's gym. Uh, but it was so well run, so organised, ran like clockwork. Amazingly run. I could, could not get over it. Yeah. We were done by... I was in for a full... I thought we'd still be there, to be honest. If it was yeah. my competition, we'd still be there. And like the, the other thing was is they probably had 20 people helping them out enthusiastically helping them out and like every single one of those people knew exactly what they were at do you know what impressed me more was every single one of the athletes who's all almost all of these was a first time competition and they knew what they yeah. were at which was yeah yeah they didn't like they just seemed to know what was going on 
yeah it shows a really high level of coaching it's, uh, I, I could cannot get over yeah. it it was so well run but it just impressed me as much then that everyone knew what was going they just had it they just knew exactly what's happening Nobody, on the ball we didn't know what was going on we were the only people who didn't have a clue we so we were we were warming up for our squats and we could, like we could see a tv in the warm-up room we're like oh uh so for we're, at, we're at the very end of the list so for people who are like used to weightlifting if you're snatching heavier than everyone else, everybody else is going to have snatched by the time you get there. So it goes weight on the bar and weightlifting for yeah. any, any powerlifters not listening. So you do weight on the weight on the bar. So even if you're first, second, and third attempts, you could be falling yourself all the time. Yeah. What we did not know about powerlifting was it's everyone's first attempt, then everyone's second attempt, Which then everyone's third attempt. Very important to know <laughs> because I get about forty minutes by the time I did two. So normally, when I'm back squatting, like within half an hour, I'm finished multiple sets like upwards of 10 sets could yeah. be triples at heavyish weights within half an hour from bar to the end and this is a full hour to do three singles and Jimmy and Jimmickers it's not great <laughs> yeah I actually I think that system works a lot better than the weightlifting system yeah because I think if you're strong so you get, yeah if you're like if you're ready for it you're used to it you know how it works <laughs> rather than the two of us being like oh shit <laughs> we have to lift in five minutes uh, but it's good it's really really well done uh, the interesting thing as well is that and we've talked about this before is you know in powerlifting if you we miss one of the big tree lifts as a weightlifter you just kind of shrug your shoulders and you're like alright you're just like yeah you're not even upset you're like that happened or if you're a Chinese weightlifter you start laughing <laughs> <laughs> you know if you like if you don't make a deadlift you're just like you just kind of shrug and you're like yeah mm nothing's re-evaluated there's no existential crisis no there's no there's not even emotional response sometimes you're just like right yeah i missed that squat um okay smile in your face sit back down the bench yeah go again maybe or just do your drop sets or whatever yeah um which i think is it's a very very different sport (laughs) it is you know and it could be easily mistaken for people from the outside people looking in would be they're similar sports you just do different things with yeah the bar, you're using a barbell you're using plates uh, but it is they're very very different sports um, are we going to talk about the the attempt selection your attempt selection <laughs> so right I was in my head I had planned out that I was going to go uh, 225 235 240 yeah so I did 225 and I was like, ah, like fucking nailed it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> as somebody who's a weightlifter, when you nail a squat, you just walk it forward into the rack. As you're nailing it. Uh, as you're nailing it. So I did 225, walked it forward, which obviously was a fail. Uh, so got a no lift for that. And then I was like, right, I better go 230. Uh, well, what I should have done there is probably go 225 again. And just nail it again. And again, went like 235 or something. Yeah. Uh, so I went 230 next. Yeah. And I missed 230. So in my head then I had this thing of like, <laughs> it's about as far from an existential crisis as you po- can possibly have. But in my head I'm, I was like, Joe, what? I'm going to go fucking knees out to the side. Sit down into this like I'm doing an air squat demonstrating for a CrossFit class. Yeah. And I knees out to the side. Sat way, way down. Way down. And uh way deeper than you might need to. Yeah, and 
then on the way up I had a bit of a doozy and uh, failed to stand it up which in of itself is a no lift also yeah and then it was like third attempt put 230 on the bar did like a fucking tempo paused high bar back squat with it uh, and got it it was very 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 slow I think it might have been nine and a half or ten seconds from start to finish from start to finish like from the start he bent his knees to the end and the depressing thing is <coughs> it took as long on the way down as it did in the way up yeah uh, how did it look. feel felt grand yeah I'd love to just throw on a pair of wraps and see no no wraps in IPF should there isn't no, no so we're just wearing like SPD knee sleeves sleeves uh, and a belt uh, Notice there wasn't that many lifts, miss lifts. Almost none. Yeah, I think you missed Do most. Of, I think about seventy five percent of the miss lifts. About yeah, I definitely had over half of the miss lifts of the day. Because um, I missed it, one bench press then and one deadlift. And it wasn't like people weren't pushing themselves either. No, people were making heavy, like maximal attempts. Yeah, especially that looked like maxes. Especially they just in the squat. Missing. Especially in the squat and the deadlift. Yeah, people were were going for in the squat too. So, one of the things about powerlifting, and this is not exclusive to this competition, but for some reason in a, in the IPF, people squat high bar with a low bar placement. So weird. And <laughs> I don't see the reason for it. I can't think of a good reason for doing it. I would don't see it. I just can't think of a good reason. So... So explain this a small bit, right? So obviously... In terms of where the bar sits, in terms of what their hips are doing. So when in a high bar squat, we're primarily quads, basically, long story <laughs> short. Knee travel is very far forward. Tr- uh, trunk inclination is as upright as possible for the whole yeah. lift, and it does not change for... Are you Your goal is to keep it from changing as much as possible throughout the lift in a high bar squat. You, you want to keep your centre of mass over your midfoot for as much as possible so you do whatever you can to keep the bar over your midfoot for as much of the lift as you possibly can this is there's for a couple of reasons for this for weightlifting is you want to um, help your front squat as much as you can by mimicking staying upright even quad strength is incredibly important for weightlifting less trunk inclination is uh, much healthier for your back long term and it's just generally more athletic it's more useful for um, jumping well yeah for, for squat for weightlifting Mobility. It's just so much better. There's just so many reasons, like for the bottom of the squat. I've heard people argue this in the past, but there is no good reason to low bar back squat for weightlifting. Do you know? I actually don't think there's a massive difference anyway. No, the the back squat doesn't have as much usefulness in some ways. No, a general usefulness as much specificity. That's for another time. Yeah, but anyway, that the high bar squat is that, and then what I've seen in the IPF, and it seems to be across the board, even their elite lifters. Is they squat very and very low bar now, like legitimately low bar, like very, very a, yeah, like a quarter, hits, like a quarter way down their back, yeah. But then high bar placement, high bar positions, you mean, or low bar positions, low bar, yeah. But high bar positions in the squat, and I'm, um, I can't, I still can't see a good reason for it. So, I um, think where the, like, where the efficacy of that comes right. So they have the bar further down their back, yeah. But then they're doing like, a knees forward. Uh, very very deep squat that's very quad dominant not to be the so the mother of the room but I feel like long term that's going to be some it is going to put a lot of pressure on your your back mid back and lower back do you still hurt your back do you know but like 
I feel like the way they're doing it as well, and there is a lot of mid-back drive when they do that, if you notice. There is a lot of mid-back drive. But they descend very fast into the into the hole yeah. and then switching direction. There's a, And they don't push their squads. They push their back into the bar with the low bar, in the, with the high bar positions, but they still keep their back hangers similar until it gets ugly. And I, I don't think... But, f- you know... So, right? Yeah, what do you think? Where I think the efficacy of this comes is... Yeah. When the bar slows down at maximal weight... Yeah. A high bar position dictates that you're going to just drive up into the bar as much as you possibly can. If your torso tilts forward at all, you fail the lift and you yeah. drop the bar or you just sit back down and bail the bar. Yeah. There's no ability to grind through something that might be maximal or super maximal. Yeah, but so, attainable. Like. Yeah. So you you take away that kind of margin of 5% at the very, very top end that yeah. are like grindable weights you know yeah uh if you do have that bear very high up in your traps that's where i think but like it comes from why also not, yeah why not take a wider stance also yeah nobody wants to be doing a wide stance sitting back to barely parallel because it's just seen as not cool anymore nobody wants to do the louis simmons squat anymore do you think that's it though do you think that's the main 100% reason 100 i think that's it because it seems universal across beginner intermediate or least yeah they just don't want to be seen to be doing it i don't i think it's lost it's it's grow or it's grab like they've lost their grow for it but like i think it's lost a bit of it the gravitas like because as we've yeah. seen geared lifting like lifting with suits and stuff just has gone absolutely to the dogs by Could, the looks of it you see the ultra like the very big heavy powerlifters who are on like big ray ray well not him actually <laughs> who are on a lot of gear the vanilla gorilla and they stand very wide but they have yeah. a high bar position and they're uber wide like they're yeah a foot outside shoulder width you know they're crazy wide and they're not wearing they're not wearing equipment and they sit straight down and up into it mm-hmm. but I, I don't see I feel like you could you'd move more weight if you gave it the time it it probably feels a lot harder sitting back into it as well. I think in the low bar. Yeah. I think the heaviest squats in the world have been done with low bar positions and low bar back or bar placement. And like Rayway's not a good person to look at because anyone no, looking at him. Freak. He's also 180 kilos or something. Yeah, yeah. It's so, like you can't really translate that. Um, Joe, what we'll actually do is we're, we're meant to have Arthur on the podcast soon enough. We'll ask him about that. We'll like dive into that as deeply as we possibly can. Yeah. Uh, I wonder is it a, is it a cultural thing rather than um, a moving a weight thing because you ultimately you're not going to lift as much weight doing that I hate to say it probably is a cultural thing but it probably is a cultural thing everyone's super mode lifting as well apparently no judgment on that because we don't really care that much yeah it's not a, it's not for us to judge if someone wants, look yeah like if I was to go to that competition today right yeah it's my first powerlifting competition yeah if I was to go and be like I conventional deadlifting and everybody else is sumo deadlifting so I should get more yeah yeah no I fucking shouldn't but I'm conventional deadlifting because that's the only deadlift I can do funny how the sumo <laughs> deadlift has gotten cool and sitting back at the low bar is not cool anymore yeah maybe they only have one lift out be- of the three that they can have super wide feet position for maybe but like their foot weight is quite wide, is wide enough to sit back into it too but rather they go and your knee joint is a lot less... Let's, let's just ask Arthur. Let's ask Arthur. Um, no, but like when you think about it as well, your knee joint is, is like going to take... is not going to be able to move as much load as your ass. 
As your ass, your ass, your hand. No, so. not at all. Like your your glutes and your hammies and your lower back are very, very, very fucking strong. And exactly what tries to take over in a high bar if you're trying to miss it. Yeah. Because you try and kick back into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of girls lifting as well, which is great. Fussy. Powerlifting, yeah. Irish powerlifting is... Actually, you know what? There's a lot of gir- girls in weightlifting Ireland as well. It's really taking yeah. off strength sports, which is great, obviously. Yeah, like there's not many sports like outside of like crossfit weightlifting and powerlifting yeah where you're gonna see equal participation at adult level yeah or like almost equal like yeah yeah uh le- participation at adult level that's that's basically non-existent in any other sport do you know as much as people wouldn't want to give a credit uh crossfit is done a lot for girls in sports yeah and i think like i think we tend to think people give it less credit than they do you know i think some people i, don't I think know, like I, eight I don't. eight years ago everybody talks shit about it but now everybody seems to be like now i know nobody wants me to say this yeah, yeah. but crossfit's good for- but, but people still give out about it though like you do see it online and stuff like, yeah yeah like i don't think powerlifting would give like so weightlifting people who are will acknowledge it weightlifting has done phenomenally good from crossfit has done yeah. so much good for it undeniable Absolutely. more than anything in the history of the sport has yeah let's be honest and I think in a roundabout way, in a peripheral way, powerlifting definitely picked up some of that soup. Hundred percent, yeah. I don't think, I don't think the effect has been quite as severe as it has been. No. And I think powerlifting themselves have done a lot to, yeah, to pull themselves up. One hundred percent. They've they, done an amazing job in Ireland. Yeah. Even their like their media. They keep a tight ship. Yeah. They, like you can see it. So even this microcosm of a, a competition, it's won really well. But their media game, when they're like leading up to nationals or something, yeah, they're like promoting the lifters, what they do for a living. What kind of things they like, their lifts, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really promoting their. They look after athletes. They do, they do, and they get no money from any. Uh, no. from the sports council. And yeah, I don't know if yeah. they'll ever will because they're not in the Olympics. Although some sports do, but they're not. Yeah, I'm not sure because is didn't the IPF kind of like a company? Oh, maybe. I think there's something there. I don't know. Does over it have full non profit status? Supposedly it's an over a million registered users in the IPF around the world. That is unbelievable. That's crazy. Yeah. Very accessible sport in some ways. Yeah. Uh, so so that was the squats right yeah. Gurf did what you open at 2.30 2.30 yeah. then did 2.50 then failed 2.70 like Arthur was saying let's talk about that he was like it looks really fast and I was like yeah but uh, that's the problem with weightlifting high bar is it looks really fast until it doesn't yeah and like that's we literally just said that like two minutes ago that like, the second you start to fail yeah <laughs> like there's no way no but you could either tilt forward and fall yeah. over yeah or you just sit back down like what i'm training for the moment is maximal speed and speed strength or whatever yeah uh, so obviously i trained four times uh, since friday <laughs> and saturday and absolute strength is going to be down but my speed is high at the moment so 250 yeah. if you see, you'll see the video on instagram is lightning quick it's as quick as 250 has ever been very very quick yeah but not as quick as or <laughs> it's the same speed but then when you get to a certain waist the speed is just gone speed can't yeah. get you through speed gets you through weightlifting is what you need but speed does not get you through on heavy squats. Yeah, and definitely. And look, there's there's other things going on there, like the bar is stiffer. Jesus, those Quang. plates give apps like because the load is so close in because those plates yeah. are very very thin. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's less leverage on a stiffer bar, which means there's absolutely no whip. Let's. I'll give myself kudos here. No faults. Um, uh, no faults. Modesty. I'm phenomenal at using whip in a bar. You are unbelievable. So I think. But I, I still don't think that's the reason you missed 270. Jesus, you know? no, 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 no. No, I think, like, just it, your training is very much focused on speed at the moment. Although, like, the 260 I did there in UL was good. 
Um, Very much weepings. It's um, it's a di- it is a different lift with plates. The bar just feels the weight is there, and it doesn't feel any heavier. I'm doing rabbit ears with my finger here, but inverted commas like when you get to the bottom, the bar is still there. You know, <laughs> if you if you know what I mean. And I know a lot of people who uh, I told, some people even commented on my post and they were saying, "What's the difference?" So obviously, whip is a massive one, huge. But not only equip at the bottom to help you stand up, so it's not going to help you stand up that much before people are like, oh, so you get loads of whip. But, like, but even at the top when the bar's not whipping, yeah, it just feels like a totally different lift. I but think one place where, so like whip is very facilitative in the bottom, right? Yeah. The bar bends around your back mm-hmm. and then kind of springs off you a little bit. So like in If that, you time it right. In, yeah, in, if you're good at it, in that turnaround phase, you get a little bit of a whip. Yeah. I think there's one place where the whip is bad and that's on the way down as your knees kind of pass 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. You kind of have this opposing force where you start pulling your back away from the bear yeah, and the weights will stay there momentarily. So you get this kind of, it's in the opposite direction that the bear will kind of pull off you and you'll see people shudder on the way down. Yeah, if uh, it's ma- massively heavier too. Like. Yeah, and like that's that's obviously why like you can fit more powerlifting plates on a bear. Yeah. It's not good if you're just trying to test someone's max strength to have a very, very whippy bear because it's extremely unstable. Uh, but for weightlifters who want to lift big weight, nothing like a bit of whip. Love a bit of whip. Absolutely <laughs> love whip. I should probably mention as well that a comment I just said a second ago was when you're training for speed, your absolute strength can't be... It's not that it can't be. It just probably won't be very, very high or as close yeah. as it could be. And so... You can't put all of the Lego blocks... We won't. We won't. The strength. We won't basket. say who said, but it's been mentioned a little bit recently that you can't be fast and very strong at the same time, which is it's not true. That just doesn't make any sense. What what it's, probably yeah. happens is you probably won't be very fast if you're very strong and vice versa, because like Dara said, you can only put so much effort into one aspect, like absolute one RM strength or absolute speed. And speed strength like you want of one or the other because 100%, you, yeah. you, the style of training for each of those is so different that you have to put a certain amount of effort in certain directions and you have to train differently to get to those so for maximal squatting you're just going to be very fatigued and we know speed is specific and the last thing you want to do when your speed training is be fatigued yeah and vice versa so you've got to put a little bit of grinding and grinding for speed is not great no not at all uh, so then to talk about the bench press yeah um, uh, benching is something that I'm terrible at yeah it got better it's got better I think like the problem is I've just been kind of bench pressing once a week maybe since I was like 16 uh, and I've just been close gripping smashing my chest yeah for a few reps rapping uh, and I don't know it was just kind of something that I, I always had in my training program to like maintain upper body strength or something go on uh, it was just always there so i had i had zero zero bench technique uh and to be fair arthur helped me out a lot mm-hmm. kind of like three or four different times telling me like like small things that that do make a big difference that like your heels have to be flat on the floor uh a few things over like the hip drive and your ass coming off the bench that i wasn't sure about i didn't know about the heels on the floor actually yeah and people are getting red lighted today people were yeah definitely so like i i have to say thanks to arthur for that uh but i'm hugely 
I'm very, very, very happy with how my bench has improved. Like the 140 I did a good while ago was basically take it out of the rack, yeah, drop it, mm-hmm. whack it off my chest, whack, uh, and then just like drive every bit of piss and vinegar I had into the bear, yeah, uh, until it got out off my chest. Until it got out. Your <laughs> uh, benches so look I'm very really, good today. really happy with how that went. Yeah, it was the best it looked. Can't wait to not train it for another year. Are you just gonna leave it? <laughs> I think so, yeah. There's no if, point. So going back to snatches and cleaning jerks now. Yeah. Like Tell my people. overhead position is terrible. You did the the slowest the power snatch can be before you won't make it. At that was at hundred kilos about two weeks ago. The just. slowest power snatch I've ever seen. It's it's literally We're gonna put a link in the description. And I don't use literally <laughs> a lot in the wrong context. But it is I think it's in this case, it's literally the slowest it could possibly be before you wouldn't be able to pull it under or get under it. Yeah, so that day I had trained in... I've never seen anyone PMI. overarch as the bar is coming past your nipples in yeah. the snatch so much and then catches. Yeah, so that day I trained in PMI. Yeah. Did like behind the neck push press. Mm-hmm. Like 120 kilos. Then I did some clean and deadlift complex thing. Uh, and then I went and trained in UL uh, like an hour or two later. And that was the worst that Snatch has ever felt. The worst, worst. So, like, if you see, like, the finished position is, like, a foot in front of my forehead. It's disgusting. Yeah, it is horrendous. Uh, go look at that link in the description right now. You trained quite a lot this week, actually. Yeah. Just because we were training and you wanted to train as well. Yeah, I think, like, the last two weeks, two and a bit weeks, I've trained a lot more than I have been training. Just since I got my master's handed up. Um, and I've had a bit more time. Normally, powerlifters do f- absolutely fuck all before the week of powerlifting yeah. competition. Sometimes. Like I did, I maxed my front. I tried to front squat a hundred or two hundred kilos on Friday. No, Thursday. Thursday. No, Friday. Friday. Sorry, yeah. which is two days before the comp. You did one ninety, didn't you? Front squat. You didn't. <sighs> or did you miss one ninety? No, I missed one ninety. You made one. Made one seventy, like the easiest one seventies ever been. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it was doing like strict press sets of four, I think, three or four. Yeah. Uh, which isn't ideal training. Squatted on Wednesday. Uh, what else did I do? Oh, yeah, I squatted and benched on Wednesday. And then I trained Monday and Tuesday, I think. Well, so, I'm like, that's for me, comparing what I've done for the last four months, it's a lot. Yeah. But oh, I'm delighted with how today went. Uh, the deadlift then was pretty much error go in. Yeah. Go in, do a clean pull with that. <laughs> uh, so I did. I opened that 230. Did you mix grip? Oh, yeah. So in the warm-up room, I was doing double overhand yeah. hook grip. Yeah, I saw that. And then I think I did 210 or something as my last warm-up. And I didn't hook grip it. I just mix grip it for some fucking reason. Yeah. And then I was just like, got caught up in the moment. Yeah, Joe, you, know, you just start setting up and like, it's like, oh, fuck it. I mix grip that. Yeah. And then I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll just mix grip 230. Mm-hmm. That went well. 245. That went well. And then my plan was, so the other guy in my group who was kind of like lifting roughly the same weights yeah. or similar weights. Uh, I did 245 and he had 
242.5 or something in for his last lift. Yeah. Uh, and he, I don't know if he made it or he missed it, but anyway, I had a bigger total than him. So I was the last lift. So I was kind of like the girl Ashling who was doing the entering the numbers in. Yeah. I was like leaning over the counter trying to catch her eye and be like, I'm not going to do my last lift. Yeah, yeah. Because I really, like 245 felt very, very heavy and I like just didn't feel good. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to do something now. Probably fail it. Well, no, I wasn't even thinking like that. I was like, I'm not going to do something now that will really hurt if I don't have to. Yeah, yeah. And like that little bit of an ego was there that I was like, sure, look, I've gotten more than everybody else anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like leaning over and as your man dropped the bear, the PA comes on the microphone and roars. Like, like sh- roar the last lift of the weekend. Let's give it up for it. And then they loaded the bear and I was like, oh, fuck. 250. Yeah. You did mix grip the platform, didn't you, right? You I did, did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How uh, did it feel? Mix grip? Yeah. Great. I just don't think it makes any difference. Did you hook grip? No. No. I can, like, grip strength is never, ever, ever, ever. Well, it's ever not really grip strength with be. your fingers. It's a leverage issue. <laughs> An issue for me. A leverage advantage. Uh, I think I could hold like 400 kilos easy. It's just a thing of actually deadlifting it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. My hands are freakishly long and my fingers kind of like hook in around the bar. The five finger hook grip, like? <laughs> uh, so, like. Uh, yeah, I, I could have hook gripped. I don't know why I mixed gripped, but I just did. Like, I just got in the flow. Like, uh, <laughs> just got caught up with everyone else. They, um, uh, the, the one thing that kind of threw me off was how loud the competition was. Jesus, it gets very intense at the end, doesn't it? Yeah, and like, there's a lot of, and I'm not like this isn't a bad thing, right? They obviously I'm, enjoy it. Yeah, and like everybody's into it, but I was like, I hate when I'm in a room with a lot of people to start off with and then there's a lot of people kind of moving around and rubbing off you which I don't enjoy either and then it's really loud and there's music playing and there's a smoke machine behind the platform and there's like it it was just like a sensory overload for me and like look I shoot guns four or five days a week right I know my ears aren't the best (laughs) But when I'm like, fuck it, lads, that music might be a bit loud. <laughs> then you know the music is loud, Joe. Uh, so that is like that. I, I think that's the thing that I wasn't prepared for more than anything else. Did I get you the most? Yeah, I probably like if I was going to do one again in the morning, I'd bring like noise cancelling headphones or something. Would you? Yeah, and just have them with no music on. Just like even these ones I'm wearing. Are they noise cancelling? Uh, they're like very, very, very silent. You can run like a chainsaw at the man. Nice. Uh, so it was incredibly loud. Yeah, and it was just something I wasn't prepared for. You know, I was prepared for like the warm-up room being a bit cramped and just falling in with people. That was grand. That was actually kind of enjoyable. Just to see how other people were doing their shit. Mm-hmm. Everybody was so prepared. There was nobody like, oh, what, what attempt will I do next for my warm-up? And yeah. like, it's, it's. I can't get over how on the ball. Yeah. Just so everyone seemed to know what they were doing, which is, I don't understand why, though, because it was all there for, it was pretty much everyone's their first time competing. I think, yeah, definitely over half the people, it was their first uh, competition. And they all just knew what was happening. Yeah. 
so I was prepared for that. I was prepared for like the wear to be pretty sharp. I was prepared for no whip in the squat, no whip in the deadlift. I was prepared for like the bench commands to be very, very, very strict, mm-hmm. which they were. Uh, but the noise, it was just like, Jesus, this is a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> And then Arthur was like, oh, you can tell them if you want to put on like a certain song before you lift. Yeah. And I was like, if we could just turn it down like 48%. Uh, but I didn't say it. But yeah, that's probably the thing that threw me most. Uh, Do you think they were enjoying it? I'd say everybody there was having a very good time. Yeah. So, so, I didn't see anybody else being like, Jesus, it's very loud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's um they're doing well yeah especially our part of thing yeah really really good like if that competition today is a microcosm of yeah what's going on behind the scenes in uh mm-hmm. or like what's going on in the kind of the arena of powerlifting in the country mm-hmm. jesus christ they're in a great place think they'll ever make the olympics i hope so i don't think they will uh i don't think they will though like yeah. not uh, that i say it not a, it not ju- it's not a sport that would gel well Appeal to the Olympic Commission, I'd say. No, it's not very, it's not fast. No, like what they're looking for is something that's extremely aesthetically appealing. Yeah. Uh, So like Rugby Sevens is one of the most recent sports, right? Yeah. You've got a game that takes seven minutes a half Mm -hmm. being played by 14 players on a big pitch. Yeah. They're throwing the ball around. Yeah. The hits are pretty big, but there's no catastrophic injuries that regularly. Yeah. Uh, you get multiple games played in a day. Yeah. And it's like the most entertaining kind of... And everyone has their country to get Champagne behind. rugby, like, you know. Like you see how unpopular soccer at the Olympics is then. Even yeah, though and like the, the thing with the soccer is kind of a bit weird where it's like under 20s or under 19s. Yeah, it's and not it's too like, long, too many games. Yeah, like they just bring in the circuit from... Uh, like I assume if they... <clears throat> I assume if powerlifting came in, they'd just bring in the IPF or, or some organization. Yeah. Like, that's what they do with World Rugby. They just bring in the seven circuit. Yeah. Uh, and it seems to have been a very, very good mix. Like, when you look at the sports that are probably going to be ushered out soon enough. Like, yeah. if you look at weightlifting, weightlifting obviously has its own problems with I don't, the Olympic yeah. Commission. Like, weight, weightlifting has an weightlifting occurs in an arena of consequence that powerlifting doesn't like a barbell coming down over your head mm-hmm. obviously is just that bit more extreme you know yeah uh i also think the no lift situation or like the kind of rules in general in weightlifting tend to be right so besides like a soft elbow lockout it tends to be if it goes over your head and stays there yeah it's a lift yeah right whereas like how many to like probably 80 percent of the failed lifts today weren't clear yeah or like if you were in training and you did that you were like fuck it that was a make yeah yeah yeah. joe like yeah if you take a lot of bench or a few of the bench no lifts were like oh one of his feet was a bit off the ground yeah you know or like and they call it straight away yeah 100 percent. or like there was a, uh, a guy like good strong guy like getting no lifted on his deadlifts for his shoulders being a bit forward mm-hmm. and like obviously look that's their thing but if you're looking at sports to go into olympics that's probably not something that's 
Yeah. And I feel to them like you want something that's like black or white. Yeah. He made it. He didn't make it. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not exciting or people wouldn't enjoy it. That's down to like personal preference. Uh, but you can see why it might be number one on the list. I'd say it's only ch- chance would be weightlifting being kicked out of the Olympics. Yeah, and them coming in instead. I don't think they would ever actually kick out the uh, weightlifting. I don't think like it would really, really want to get real serious for ever to come down to actually getting kicked out. Cause it's not something they want to kick out. I think, and they've mentioned that as well. They're like they don't want to get rid of it because it it cer- it takes a certain box, and like the legitimacy of the Olympics is based on certain kind of original yeah. sports. And that's that, uh, that that thing of original sports and it being like a heritage thing. Yeah, like you, you're, what are you making? Isn't insignificant. Like, are you bringing in yeah, elites then? Like, are you bringing in video games? You know. Yeah. It, there's a line between, and if you lose, obviously, if you lose credibility, you're never getting it back. Hundred percent. Look, the Olympic Commission knows what it is like. Yeah. Joe, like it's 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 not a popularity contest, but like it kind of is. The number of viewers matters at the end of the at the end of the day. I think weightlifting has a few other things in its favor. NBC announced uh, how much money they get they're getting for next year for Tokyo because they're like they always yeah. broadcast it and it was it was in the billions it might have been one billion but I'm not too sure if it's more yeah but the money it brings for oh the money is huge and like the money at least that don't get isn't huge too though Joe if we're looking at the reason weightlifting is yeah highly acclaimed in the Olympics the reasons other than uh, like it being a heritage sport weightlifting is very big in countries that have a lot of money mm-hmm and that give a lot of money to the IOC. Yeah. So like China. China give a hell of a lot of money to the IOC. Yeah. Uh, America. Like Russia. Yeah, you don't know what's going on with Russia. Yeah, they they have to be giving money or there's something going on there. Yeah. Uh, and then like some of like the countries in the Middle East are giving huge amounts of money and are, are deeply, deeply invested in the IOC. Uh, Russia, we've gone on a tangent, but we'll keep going anyway. Are, they're gone from... The Olympics next year in all sports, I think. Yeah. Um, does that mean they can and beat Euro in Euros? 2020. Can they compete in Euros in weightlifting? I, I, I haven't heard if they can or not. I have no idea. So that's, that's separate, like the someone, CWF. Someone might let us know if they are, because I haven't seen anywhere, because the Euro 2020 football is gone. Yeah. And they're all gone from all sports to the Olympics. Yeah. That's two Olympics that wasn't across all sports. Mm-hmm. What's the deal with the no flag? That's gone as well. I don't think they can do that Competing anymore. on the Olympic flag? I don't think they can even do that anymore. Yeah, I saw that being brought up for like a sprinter during the week. And they were saying she isn't allowed. I think I think that's gone as well. Yeah. Um there was talks of Mohammed Ihab from Egypt looking to compete under the Olympic flag. But I don't know if he's see, you know, I know we've stated I've stated on my Instagram before and we've stated our opinion on doping is we don't care. Um we just like like sport performance. Yeah. Elite human performance is something we're big on, strawberry jam all the way. <laughs> but uh so the ethics and morality depending on whose side you're coming from, is very grey or it's very black and white. But I think everyone will agree doping 14-year-old girls is incredibly black and white and it's, yeah, it's outrageously it's moral. Like, no matter what a 14-year-old girl will say that they are they want to do because they want to be yeah. good at wasting. It oh, doesn't matter. It's um, old people always say, every generation above say, you know, you don't understand, but I think that that kind of long-term health consequences that you yeah. can't justifiably make is something that's, inc- and we've said this before in other podcasts. And look, like, at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Uh, so if Mohammed Ehab has never had a doping, yeah, uh, like, adverse finding or whatever. I don't think he has either. 
has never been associated with a coach that has whatever he's probably has. clean as clean can come yeah, yeah, in yeah. terms of the IO, like the IWF and the IOC, right? Yeah. But he comes from a weightlifting system that has done that. Yeah. And like it's not the athletes that are getting punished yeah. for uh Egypt not allowing, being allowed to lift at the Olympics. Yeah. It's the federation and like the country behind the federation are getting Yeah. Uh so like he's getting caught in the crossfire a small bit but yeah okay he had a legitimate chance at um a medal if not gold very legitimate he's snatching came on an awful lot in the new weightlifts classes yeah and his clean and jerk is always very strong he looks like he could pull out a big clean and jerk when he needs to yeah and like he had a great chance at um i think he actually still has a world record in the snatch at 173 but Lee Dayan from china will definitely take that soon whenever he wants to he's done like 170 in every competition he's done yeah, this yeah, year yeah. but um it's it's right that Egypt aren't at the Olympics and it's not often I'll say that about doping in, that I'll say something's right often I'll just say look it depends who you are no but and like this is very clearly right that they are not competing yeah it's a like that that particular and situation it's, it's an absolute shame that yeah. whatever lifters can't lift but like you're being punished for something that's absolutely fucking heinous like horrendous it's just yeah. like the long term consequences for those uh, young ladies and these are the ones that are caught yeah, and who they're knows? flagged like you. Like, what else is going on there? This happened a few years ago in Kazakhstan. I remember in like 2012, there was like 14 year old girls caught. Um, another thing we we're talking about there recently, just uh, it seems we're on the subject of doping in the Olympics, is we we're just mentioning. So Ilya has been training in Qatar with our <laughs> our boys, the Hasano family. Yeah, and um, he. Uh, so we were just saying, what a travesty weightlifting must be in if one of the greatest weightlifters of a generation. Can make one the of the greatest of any generation of oh, any generation hands yeah. down I would agree to there all day that he can't make the Olympics without drugs and I think that's just so I made a video on my Instagram there a few weeks ago about my opinions on doping and I said I can feel for everyone I can feel for the athletes trying to win who are doping but I can also feel just as much for the athletes because I've been in their position who aren't doping they're trying to do well in competition yeah 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 and for them that's um, like when you look at him it's just a glaring it's crazy, it's isn't glaring. it? It's actually outrageous when you think about it. Like when you really consider, because he he's clearly genetically strawberry jam, yeah, undeniable, right? And yeah. he also has all the benefits of taking gear, which are well known. Yeah, like, like, like they're hanging, like he still has enhancements. Yeah, from his times when he was an enhanced athlete, and he's taken them for so long. Yeah, like he's like satellite cell proliferation, fucking yeah, fast. F- Twitch fiber fucking even like his gene transcription from when he would have been incredibly strong yeah like that doesn't go away like yeah like uh, like how I how I like to think of it this is right yeah so say you have three cars you've like a Merc a Ferrari and a fucking BMW right right and they have a drag race mm-hmm. every single drag race mm-hmm. the Merc wins right yeah so like Ilya's won Ilya wins Ilya yeah. wins then they're like, oh, the Merc is cheating. It's using this extra petrol. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, okay, look, yeah. we're going to make sure his petrol is right now. Yeah. And then the BMW and the Ferrari are doing the exact same times. Yeah. Everything is the exact same. Yeah. Except the Merc is going way fucking slower. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh, well, maybe something is askew here because... yeah. Everybody else seems to be different. Yeah. And then you see, like, you see the struggles of Ilya trying to come back. Um, although that 260 wasn't a struggle. 
We Holy shit, no. Yeah. That man can front squat. Um, I suppose there's no comments there. No. Um, it's It'll be very, very... This is genuinely very interesting now to see what he'll do, I think, on Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. Yeah. Is there a live stream? I think there might be. I'm not too sure. I'm sure there'll be one put up. Um, Wavesinghouse will be there anyway, so he might live stream on his Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Seb. Um... It's. I think it's going to be phenomenally interesting to see what he does. He's doesn't. He did not seem to have figured out how to train Natty, and neither no. do his coaches seem to have a clue. And the re- so I think someone actually asked him why he didn't go back to his old coaches that he got to like twenty fourteen stuff leading yeah. up to it, and he said they didn't really know how. To, basically, he said they didn't really know how to coach about drugs. Yeah. And I don't want to make any dispersions, but we've seen a lot of his training and his competition results kind of speak for themselves, and they don't seem to know how to coach. <laughs> If we're being totally honest, yeah, they'll never listen to this podcast anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> and if they find this inside a powerlifting podcast, then what's your luck? <laughs> then we're caught. Then we're fucked. Uh, no, but right. it's... Um, we have one more thing to hit on. What's that? I'm not powerlifting anymore. Yeah. I just need to throw some goals out there so the universe knows them. Oh, go on, yeah. Uh, so the first thing is, yeah. thank fuck I don't have to be 110 or 111 kilos anymore. Thank God you can start training again. I could start weightlifting again. Uh, the training with you and your powerlifting is... That's why there hasn't been many training reflections either. Because <laughs> so boring. No one wants to listen to it. Uh, that's why there hasn't been any training videos, really. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is drop down to maybe like 102, 103. Yeah. Start weightlifting again. And then hang lean 180. Nice. Is the goalio. Goalio. Go. Uh, and then get my snatch back to like 130. Yeah. Or... Sorry, 125 is my PB, so snatch 130. But Hankley 180 is the real one. The real biggie. The Above real the biggie. Knee. High Hankley. Well, any cla- any Hankley. Any kind of Spankley. Mm-hmm. Get 180 to your chest from the floor. Yep. 420s, crossfit bumpers. Yeah. All the day. The thickest. The thickest crossfit of 20s. bumpers I can find. The whappiest. Yeah, the whappiest. Uh, some news in Seeker String. Is there any other goals actually before I. No, on? that's it. Um, we all wish Dara here now it's the extreme best look <laughs> so apparel will be out in January so so far oh it's gonna be sick it's gonna be nice I know it's taken as well since the last batch but um, quality clothes is something so obviously some of the, thing, the things we kind of we fucked ourselves with really was that the t-shirts are really good quality and a lot of people have said this is some of the best quality t-shirts we got and they were embroidered so now we have to get everything good quality because yeah. once you start you can't stop so we've got Crew necks coming, so lighter material crew like necks. Sweatshirts. So sweatshirts, round yeah. necks, depends on where you're in the world. I think Americans gonna call them crew necks. Sleeveless jumpers or hoodieless jumpers, um <laughs> whatever you want to call yeah, them. Yeah, it's a jumper. Beanies, t shirts, baseball tees. Uh there'll be different colours in all of these now. There won't be any colour black this time. What? We'll have different colours. We haven't agreed that. We have. It's only black. Baseball tees. Baseball tees, beanies. Uh, I know a lot of people want pants, right? We want pants too, but we, we want the right pants. Yeah, quality. And we're just not going to sell anything that's not good. Finding pants is is um, <laughs> lads. Let me tell you, finding good quality pants. Now I'm not making any dispersions in the other people who sell apparel, but finding good pants. I will put up. So I put up a thing on my Instagram, and there was close to a thousand votes in it. And I was asking weightlifting or powerlifting, and I think it was like seventy, thirty kind of weightlifting, powerlifting, and then it was something like. Uh, training or leisure or training or casual you know and yeah. overwhelmingly training right yeah so it's gonna have to be able to put up with a lot of knurling yeah. passing through it and 
finding pants that can do that is not easy. And it, it's something we're working on. Like our suppliers at the moment just can't. They don't do pants. They don't do good pants. Uh, yeah. So some shorts, but not really. Yeah. Yeah. We both hate wearing shorts anyway. Yeah. I know people like naked knees is just weird. Oh, no, I'm never gonna. <laughs> I'm never gonna sell shorts because it's not my thing. Nah, we will sell uh, shorts in the summer come time. Yeah, and look, like it's it's something that when the pants come, they'll be good. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully, or you can else wear them they'll for just never come. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't think we'll sell anything in between. No. Oh, I, well, one other thing. Go on. Is the weightlifting shoe bagged? Oh, maybe coming. So anyone listening to this podcast, if you would like a bag for your weightlifting shoes and maybe some of your gear that you can fit into it. So like it's going to be a big enough bag that you can have your shoes. Yeah. Maybe your sleeves and just like your shoes with your sleeves like tucked in on top. And your straps inside your, your shoes. straps inside. Your, so like maybe a very, very compact bag, like the size of a sliced pan. Yeah. A loaf of bread. There are things bag. people would like it. I'm open to any suggestion, really. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. It'll be any color black. <laughs> be any color you want, just once it's black. Yeah, and yeah, we'll get we'll get those. They'll be in January before they're out. Yeah, and one other thing. Oh, so our twelve week beginner weightlifting program is ready. Is up and running. So it's currently seventy five euro for the twelve weeks. Yeah, uh, when it's on the website, it'll probably. This will be a discounted rate at the moment. Twelve weeks. Yeah, it's probably going to be eighty or on the website. Lots of um, obviously snatch clean jerk focus, of course, because it's been our weightlifting program. But there'll be you know complex to address common issues with beginners. You see all the time. And accessory work. Loads of accessories. Some kind of really common things like overhead instability. Lots of strength. Yeah. And there is three max out sessions. Yeah. So you get to test because beginners progress a lot fast. Jesus. The <laughs> beginners, beginners progress faster. Uh, beginners progress very quickly. Yeah. And you need to check where you're at and you need to get used to lifting heavier weights. And when you're a beginner, you can max out more often because you need to test yeah. where you are. You need to push your boundaries or else you'll... And if you're somebody listening to this yeah, and your partner yeah. is like, oh, I really, I'm going to give weightlifting a go now, right? Yeah. Uh, they might be like a crossfitter or something like gotta yeah. give weightlifting a go yeah this would be a great christmas present so originally we designed this for uh a lot of times people we turned away a lot of people when they contacted us and asked us could they go on the seek a weightlifting program and we usually said around six months minimum yeah. depends on who you are and how good you are and what your kind of athletic experiences and your ability to lift and it was just for people to prep them for the weightlifting program so they could get better under our kind of way we train our philosophies but I think a lot of people will just like a good beginner weightlifting program yeah, and definitely. you could feasibly run this up to three times I think before you'll start having to as if you're a complete beginner yeah like reset the maxes go again you could definitely get three cycles out of it before you'll have to really like kind of um, you'll have to make more of a focus because as a beginner your gains are easier to make yeah. and so <coughs> that program is live right now I'm joking you can get it <laughs> And then a program that's going live next week is a maintenance phase for the squat. Well, everyone who has a squat, <coughs> I will just make that available for everyone. Yeah. Uh, for, because a lot of people I want that for the road. Gareth is dying. What's wrong with you? It's all the coke. I mean, ammonia. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the maintenance will be, we'll just post this to our Instagram and our stories so everyone who has run the squat program can get it. So it'll be free with obviously included with the road anywhere. Yeah, from now on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for anyone who hasn't got it and needs it, it'll be there. 
to find. It's um, it's just a six week maintenance. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what to do, and a lot of a lot of people do ask us, what, what am I supposed to? do? I made a fifteen kilo BB. What do I do now? So during the week we had people fifteen kilo BB, a twenty five kilo BB, another twenty kilo BB, an eighteen kilo BB, just. Massive amounts of PBs. Yeah. Um, PBs everywhere. You know, I don't want to dispel the magic, but um, <laughs> there's nothing special about the program, unfortunately. Oh. Dara's given me the fucking. <laughs> but um, it, it really, like. So we we do put on this assistance exercise into it. And, um, you know, a lot of those, you see these programs, people always ask me about in the Instagram stories I do. And people are always like, have you seen. I don't know. Small of. No, it's so small obviously small junior. No, but it'd be like Russian you, squat program. Have you seen the Ballymaloo relish um, five <laughs> minutes a day, smooth original relish squat program? The twenty squat program. Do you know those kind of things? Yeah, and we're not like. We, so in, in like the advertisements, it says um, what Owen used to get to two ninety. Yeah, and what Owen used to get to ninety was intelligent linear progression. Yeah, but by no means is the program not incredibly difficult. No, it's very very tough, right? Yeah. I think. The main stre- or like a huge strength of this program comes from the amount of people who've run it. Yeah, like it's the these progressions and these like modalities of progression and the the jumps we allow you to take and the kind of forced progression we bring into it. Yeah, uh, that obviously came from a lot of experience of coaching different athletes. Yeah, of different ages, different sizes, whatever. But now that the program's been run hundreds of times yeah hundreds. the validity of that program is through the roof you know what I, like what i my favorite part of that program is um but people are like oh you week four you have five by five i get five <laughs> kilos off my old one around yeah. and uh, i'm not gonna be able to do that and you're like listen you tell us if you can't do it and we'll help you but i bet you can do it yeah and then people are like oh i did five by three at my old one around <laughs> and that happens so much that's like the massive amount because like, when we'd be like emailing them when they buy it and we'd be like, look, just take a look through, ask us any questions, yeah. be sure to stay in touch. And they're like, hmm, yeah. quick question. Yeah. <laughs> I have to do five by three in my one rip max in yeah. four weeks. And yeah. very, so often people smash it. So, so very, more often than not, people absolutely annihilate it. Or yeah. what will happen is people make, they will do a three RM with their old one RM for three sets and then make another set for two reps and then do yeah, it yeah. two or something, you know, massive gains, you know. But that's how, the ro- games. that's how the road to anywhere squat program crumbles. Yeah. And obviously the rest of the program sick of That's how the vegan paleo protein cookie crumbles. Uh, there's one of those called Ben's Cookies and it'll give you the shits if you eat them. So, <laughs> uh, so we have the sick of powerlifting, sick of weightlifting, uh, the off-season athlete program, which is for anyone who's not, well, anyone can run it, but for it's mostly for real athletes who in the off-season right now. Um, we also have our very few real athletes are in off season right now. Uh, here. Just telling you, uh, there is. Oh, you're talking about because field sport athletes. You're talking about rugby. There's all of athletics are in their off season. Oh, real athletes. My Fuck hope. off. And then we have <laughs> our seeker strength for fitness athletes, which is um, our seeker for CrossFit athletes. But you can't say that. It's a. Uh, you can't say that. It's for CrossFit athletes. Beep! <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. That one's um. People crossfitters love that one. I mean, fitness athletes love that one. And that one's tough as fuck. There will be so left. That's a very, very, very difficult program. They love it though. They love it. Um. So in our future, it will be a strict press program, of course. 
and and a deadlift program and a super tall program. So the problem with super tall program is it's really difficult to write as a template, and it's not it's not that we can't do it. It's just it needs a lot of thought, and it's going to be good when we do it. Yeah. But we don't want to obviously just like the pants. We're not going to release something we don't like or we're not happy with. And yeah, then I think as well there's like there's a few things that from the last four months yeah we've kind of noticed and learned yeah uh, that will like if we'd released that program four months ago it'd be very different yeah 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 uh, and we'll be looking at conditioning sometime early next year but that's um with our conditioning consultant yeah so yeah. We'll, we'll see what the we'll see what the new year brings so obviously again as always like we were just saying it won't be with something that we're not incredibly confident about yeah and we'll see how that one goes. And of course, the last one, which we've mentioned a lot, will be Sika. Um, I'm go- I'm going to call it bodybuilding for now. Yeah, to trademark. It's going to be like Sika armoring. Yeah, body Sika armor. body armor. Trademark pending. It's basically going to be assistance work to stop you exploding when you're training. But it will be something you can use for. M- we're hoping it'll be something you can use for your most of your athletic careers. Yeah, it'll be. It will have. Um, it will be like a a Rubik's cube of. It'll be just like buys and tries, upper back. Yeah, like a Rubik's use <laughs> of all boys and tries. Everything is so any roller yeah. bikes will just give you boys and tries. Really, yeah. Sometimes you get a bit of chest. Uh, last thing, then later on this week we'll have another Q and A podcast. Yeah, I'll throw. Obviously, our patrons will get first dibs. Yeah, and our patrons We've got some great questions on the Patreon, and we're getting our. Um, they also get their form checks monthly. Yeah, people are loving that. So obviously, just encourage anyone who's not a Patreon if they would like form checks. Um, so we only have one tier, and it's two dollars and it doesn't have to be just snatch clean jerk it could be any lift you're doing and we'll yeah. give you some recommendations and some upcoming podcasts 2019 year in review of course yeah 2019 year in review I look forward to that one we're gonna have arthur lynch the yep. man the myth the legend on pretty soon weightlifting for crossfit uh there'll yeah, probably be two parts that's, that. that's something that we've talked about a lot it'll be programming and, uh, and technique yeah programming and technique and then like in competition how it's going to change and all that and i think one a lot of our listeners will appreciate will be adult onset athleticism or lack of thereof yeah. and we'll just talk about some of the what you can do and what you can hope for and what you shouldn't hope for and uh, the general <laughs> there'll be a lot of real talk in that one yeah i hopefully no one's dreams will be crushed but hopefully people will go away with a way of going about it yeah and look like we're not here to crush dreams we're oh, not yeah. here to be like, yeah. oh, you're never going to be any good. We're just like trying to help you along the road. Because I know a lot of people um, who have joined later in life do have dreams, as anyone would and should. Yeah. Uh, but we'll leave that for the next one. <laughs> to be continued. Thanks, guys. Thank you, million.